great and mighty and holy God. Thank you, dear God. Matthew tonight, so good to be here in this service with each and every one of you. Very happy to be in the house of the Lord and to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Thank God. Thank God. Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to begin with verse 37. The Jesus had just sent the, the multitudes away, and he begins to declare unto his disciples the parable of the tares of the field. Beginning with verse 37. He answered and said unto them, He that, ha he that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered together and burned in the fire. So shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun, in the kingdom of their Father. And it is this last portion of this verse that I'd like you to pay attention to. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. I simply would like to minister for a little while on, are you listening? You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I've seen people come to the church, to the services and um, songs have gone forth worship praise shouting rejoicing miracles take place and the word of God preached chapter and verse subject matter and uh, but there are those that will go right out the door and it is as if they never heard or experienced anything. I know that there's going to be those kind of cases. I realize that. It doesn't lessen the pain of it or the frustration of it or the aggravation of it for the pastor any to know that there's going to be some that way because you truly want everyone to be saved you don't want anybody to be lost you don't want to see people continually hit their head against the wall and uh in life that is and to to just you know 
continue on in ways that are frustrating to themselves. It is written of the two that were come out of the catacombs, uh, how that they cut themselves. People constantly find themselves. I know the first 20 years of my life was filled with self-inflicted wounds. That I, I hurt myself. I set myself back. I tripped myself up, you know. And uh, there's, of course, there's always a tendency to want to blame somebody else, want to lay it off on something else. But I'm going to tell you what, when you come in to the church, and the only way you're going to get in God's church is to repent of your sins, to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's what baptism is for. And that you'll receive then the free gift of the Holy Ghost, even as they did in Acts chapter 2. It'll be the initial sign of it will be that you will speak in other tongues or languages as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. And, of course, there are other biblical signs, and they balance out everything uh, because, you know, the devil can speak in tongues. The devil can jump and shout. Uh, he, he can imitate and he can mock a lot of things. So we have to stay with the balance of chapter and verse. We have to stay with that subject matter. And as you come into the church, and as you do what the Bible teaches you, one thing to get saved, book of Acts. Another thing to stay saved, books of Romans to Revelation, so that you can stay delivered from the things that God initially delivers you from. And so if you were an alcoholic and God delivers you from that and you no longer have any desire for alcohol, then you want to stay delivered from that. And any other thing you want to name, work of the flesh, as the Scripture names some of those works of the flesh, and that people, obviously, uh, all of us concluded under sin. Um, we know that we've done it wrong, and we know that we're lost, and we know that we need God. And at least we come to that revelation at some point by the grace and the help of God and the church and us handing out tracts and invitations and knocking on doors and engaging people in, in uh, spiritual conversation because we want to get the point to them. And uh, we're not there to beat them up or kick them when they're down. We're there to help them up. We're there to bind up their wounds. And we want to show them uh, as it was shown unto one individual the way of God more perfectly or more completely. I was in a place the other day, and I was sitting there, and I was reading my Bible. Matter of fact, I, I was supposed to meet somebody, and I said, I'll be there at such and such a time, and I said, and I'm the only one reading the Bible. And they laughed. They cracked up laughing, and sure enough, they came in. I was sitting there reading my Bible. But um, there was a gentleman, and he had four children. Uh, I'd say 12, 10, 7, and 4 looked like to me. Very nice family. I guess mom was doing something else because dad was stuck with four kids. I thought, boy. Brother, you got your hands full today. But he was doing a great job. He really was. And they were sitting in the booth, and he ordered for them, and they were getting ready to eat. And, and uh, he looked over at me, and he said, I'm across the aisle, at least this much difference, and, and I'm, I'm reading. And he's, he said to me, he said, were you here on Black Friday? I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know if I was or not. 
And he said, okay. He said, I, I thought maybe I saw you. And I said, well, it's possible. I said, I just really don't remember. And uh, so he, he began to talk to me and, and uh, seeing that I was reading the Bible. And so one thing, of course, leads to another. And I'm looking for an opening. You know, it's like if we were boxing, man. I'm looking for an opening. I want to I get my jab in there, Brother Martin. I want to land one on his chin a little bit and wake him up, you know. So I was hoping to, to find an opening. And uh, so it, it came because he began to talk to me uh, about chapter and verse and subject matter and, and asking a specific question. And I gave him our card, and I said on the back, I said, along with the service times, you will see uh, the most important verse in the whole Bible is right there in red. And so he looked at it and he said, what, it, what is Acts 2.38? What is it? And, I, and so he said, what does it say? And so, well, I had the opening to quote it to him, so I did. And I did it as nicely and slowly as, and compassionately as I could. And um, he said, well, okay. He said, I believe that. I believe that. And I, I said, well, good. I said, that's good. I said, so you then have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, yeah. How many times do we get that? So I said, oh, that's great, man. That's wonderful. I said, that's really good. I said, because that's the only way anybody was ever baptized in the times that your Bible depicts in the book of Acts. And from then on, the church going forth, going out, that's what they did. And so he, he was going right along with me on that. And I said, he said, well, what denomination are you? And I said, um, we're before all the denominations. I said, we are a continuation of what the only church that Jesus ever started. And he said, well, aren't we all? And I said, I would to God. That was true that it was all of us. I said, but I'm afraid that's not true. I said, because not everybody baptizes in the name of Jesus Christ and he looked at me and I looked back at him and I said well let me ask a question I said how many gods do you believe in he said one and I said good that's right I said so you're telling me you only believe in one God and you baptize in the name of Jesus Christ he said yes I said so then you don't believe in the Trinity do you well you know screeching halt right about then and uh I just figured we were going to keep fluffing around here if I didn't just, you know, come right out with it. So I just asked him very nicely, and, and, and he, he, of course, the wall went up. I love it. You know, do you ever talk to your kid or, or a child or somebody, in your, your, or even an adult, I must admit, and sometimes you're, you're giving them an instruction to do something, you just watch it glaze over. It just glazes. Just the mind just turned off. It just turned off. They went somewhere else. Well, this guy was somewhere else right about then. And uh, so anyway, it got kind of busy and frenetic around there, and I didn't get to get as far along with him as I wanted to. But, you know, I'm thinking of Jesus saying, and, and other times in the Scripture, the same phrase uh, was, you know, he that hath an ear, let him hear. He that hath an ear. Are you listening? Are you? Sometimes, you know, we got so many things going on in there. We're just glazing over. And, and, and we're missing so many things that the Lord is trying to teach us. He's trying to say to us. He's trying to impart to us. He's trying to keep us from tripping ourselves up and cutting ourselves and hurting ourselves. He's trying to save us. You know, it's one thing to get saved from sin. If you ask me, that's the easy part. The hard part is saving us from ourselves. 
because we some hard-headed, stubborn people. <laughs> we got this flesh to contend with. And, we're, and our flesh is, is very easily, negatively affected by the environment in which we find ourselves. Um, what did one place said? Not to company uh, with, with them that are fornicators or adulterers. And he said, he said, but I'm talking about them that are in the church. Say, what? He said, otherwise you must needs go out of this world. If it was everybody out there, because that's what they do. That's how they are. I mean, they're not born again. So, so we expect them, just like we used to be, that they're going to do all kinds of wrong things because they're not born again yet. It all starts with John 3, 5 and Acts 2, 38. That's how you get in. But once you get in, now we got to work on staying in. You know, we got to work on staying in. We got to work on, on keeping this, getting and keeping this flesh under subjection. It can get away from us. And our heart, our hearts can get hard. And we can, our understanding can get very cloudy. And we cannot be, we, all of a sudden we're not seeing things clearly. We're losing clarity. And, and things that we normally would, would catch very easily, uh, we would grasp it. Um, we struggle with some things. And suddenly it's like, I don't understand that. I can't figure that out. Why, do we, why does it have to be? You know, Things start, you know, it's almost like barnacles on the bottom of a ship or, or a whale. It, they start attaching themselves, these things. The Bible kind of called them, didn't it say, lay aside every weight that, and, and, the, and, and the sin that does so easily surround us or beset us? So there are, we've got to uh, rem be reminded to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Right? And think of the contradiction the Scripture said that he endured, the things he put up with. One time they came to him and they said, we wanted a certain thing and, and uh, we told your disciples and they couldn't do it. And he lamented and he said, oh man. He said, what a faithless generation. He said, how long shall I have to suffer you? How long shall I have to put up with you? You know? So there, were, there was a contradiction of sinners and things that just didn't make any sense. And in the world, that's pretty understandable. But when it's inside the church, that's when it becomes particularly exasperating. And, and, and the Spirit of the Lord can even get grieved, the Bible said. And we don't want to be the source of that grief. We want, I want to put a smile on God's face. I want Him to be happy when, he, when I enter the prayer room. I want to be happy when Him to be really excited when and happy when I come to church. I don't want the Lord to be saying, oh, no, here He comes again, Mr. Argumentative, you know, or something like that. I don't want God to feel that way about me. I want Him to be happy about me coming. I want Him to, I want him to feel that I'm an asset, not a liability, a plus, not a minus. You know, I go in a place of business, people I know, and, and uh, the other day, and I beat the guy down pretty good. And, um, and he wanted uh, he wanted a certain price, and I got him down some more. And and uh, the young lady that was there, I, he said he said I'll put it in the computer for the young lady that was standing there. And 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 I said yeah. And when you get done putting that in the computer about my discount, I said young lady, I said always remember when you see me coming in here to buy something, I said you divide by four. <laughs> and so she laughed, and so I was kind of letting them know, you know. And uh, you say, well, do you do you think you're privileged? You're, you're special. Yep, I do. 
I've got the Holy Ghost. I sure do. I'm, I'm looking for God to open that door and make that way, friend. And you know what? After a while, you kind of get to expect it. Where are you, God? I know you're going to do something here for me. It's for your work. You know, it's all about you. And, and, you know, if we can get in the Spirit and we can walk in those same steps as, as Father Abraham and, and we can pick up, like I told that guy across that aisle, uh, that we, we're a continuation, we're, we're the apostles' doctrine, we're the same thing, we're teaching what they taught, and, and do you have an ear to hear what I'm saying to you? Are you listening? And how much more to the church? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Our young people, are you paying attention? Do you know there are young people, and we've experienced this in, in, in Sunday school, and um, I think Brother Patrick mentioned the other day we had a special uh, Sunday fun day, and um, I think we had 75 children outside. While the rest of us were having church, they were all outside, and they had a big old time, and they, they loved it. But, you know, we've got, among those children, we've got young people that are visiting with us, and they don't know about a, 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 a stable. They don't know about a, a manger. They don't know about those angels. And, and uh, what you and I, we, we, we've heard it so much and had it so much. If we're paying attention and we keep it balanced, then it's not old ho-hum to us, but it's something that we're, we know. We know, as was said tonight, I know in whom I believe. We know that. We've got that down pat because we have ears to hear. And we've heard what the preacher said. We've heard what the pastor taught. We've heard. The, we've, we've got uh, young people uh, that are now older. They get older, I get younger. That's how it works. But anyway, we've got them, and they're growing up. And, uh, and, and, and some of them don't come to church anymore. And, uh, but you know what? They'll tell you. Oh, I, rem I remember that Sunday school lesson, Seeds It Felt. Oh, I remember that. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, thank God they heard. Thank God they got it in their heart. That, that I hope it wakes them up at night. I hope it beats them up at night. I, I hope it follows them around day in and day out, you know, pounding away, pounding away. Pound the problem is they're not listening, right? They're not listening. And I don't want that to be your problem. I want you to listen. I want you to take in this great word of God. One place in the scripture used the terminology entering into the place of hearing. That you come into that place where uh, that, that dimension where you're hearing. You have ears to hear. Sensitive ears. Spiritual ears, if you please. That you have a hunger and a thirst and a desire to, to understand what, what God is teaching, what his word is teaching. That you're, you, you, my pastor used to say, he prayed the prayer, God de deprived me of my ignorance. Teach me, in other words. Get me away from not knowing and, and allow me to know. Allow me to understand. Help us, O oh God. Here he is teaching to them. And, and, and they asked him, they said, why are you teaching in parables? Well, first of all, the prophet prophesied about it in the Old Testament, Psalm 78. And uh, I opened my mouth, dark saints, Things are kept hidden from the foundation of the world. And so, but Jesus answered the question when they asked him that. And he said, because it's not given to them, but I'm giving it to you. What a privilege. What a privilege to have that given to us. Okay? Precious things. Precious things. 
things from before the foundation of the world. And he's picking you out of billions, billions of people. Okay, not 100 people, not 1,000 people, not 10,000 people, okay? Not even 100,000 people, not even a million people. But we're talking about 6 billion plus people. And God pulled you out. God opened your understanding, okay? God took Nakia and made her Nukia, okay? I told her I'm famous for changing names. And so, well, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. He started out Saul of Tarshan. He became the Apostle Paul. <laughs> and there's others. And so I'm simply saying to you, I remember when uh, somebody's name was Malika. But their name not Malika no more. Okay, we changed that name. Okay? Then there was reason for that. And there's reasons. And God makes changes in our hearts and changes in our lives. But imagine that he reaches down and, and deals with our minds. And he's asking the question. You go to church. The preacher's preaching. He's teaching. You children, you're in Sunday school. The Sunday school teacher is teaching. Who, you, who hath ears, let him hear. Are you hearing what's being said? Or is it going in one ear and out the other? Is it going over your head? How many planes fly over my head every day? I live near Palm Beach International Airport. I'm not too far from it. Planes all the time. How many go by and I don't pay them any money? I also live by Belgrade International. That's stretching a little bit, but we do have an airport. And, um, and you know, how many times do people come in and go out and planes come in and go out? And they're way up there and they just go, man, I don't pay them any mind. You know? But I don't want God's word to be that way. I don't want the teaching and the preaching of God's word to be that way. I want them to find a fertile lodging place in my mind, in my brain, okay? I love when I go out of Belgrade and I come back to Belgrade and I see that beautiful soil and those big old tractors, usually John Deere, is out there and they are disking it up, friend, and they get that thing and that soil is beautiful and the, all the, the grass and the a uh, former crop is gone, and it's just beautiful, beautiful muck. And I, I love that. And, I, and then they get ready, and they sow that seed, friend. And then after a while, you can look, and you can begin to see the sprigs coming up, or whatever crop it is. In our part of the world, do you know under, under ideal circumstances, you can raise a crop of uh, radishes every 21 days. It don't take a long time. How quickly can you take what you hear of the Word of God and turn it into a harvest in your life? Turn it into something good that, and it's designed to be. It's designed to do. God wants to bless you. God wants to encourage you. God wants to make a rich harvest in your life. He doesn't want you to be a tear. He wants you to be a harvest. He wants you to be the wheat. He wants you to be gathered in to Him. It's about, it's not about this world. It's about the world to come. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Because the angels are going to come, friend. They're going to reap. They're going to reap. And I want to be a part of the wheat. I want to be a part of the wheat. I don't want to be the tares. They're going to be bundled together and cast into, one place said, just a furnace of fire, but another place said the furnace of fire. You can remain standing. I'm going to end.
because we, we get off a little late tonight, but it's this time of the year, and that happens. But who? Who? Are you going to determine that you're going to be one of those that's hearing, one of you, one that is taking instruction, one that is listening, one that is, is got your mind, your heart, your ears open, and that you're, you're not asleep, shall we say, mentally or spiritually, to where the, whoo, the planes are going over and you're not, you're not getting it at all? Or are, are you going to be one of those that, that oh, yes, sir, I, I got that. I've got that nailed down. I've got that in my heart. And I'm going to keep that with me. And that's going to instruct me. That's going to keep me from stepping in the wrong direction. Okay? It's going to keep me from going and falling. What did it say in one place when Jesus uh, spoke as he did? And in the parable, and the, the expounding of the parable, the Bible said that the disciples said, uh, don't, don't you know that the Pharisees, they were offended at what you said? And, you know, Jesus just kind of swept that aside, and he went on to teach his disciples, and he said, if the blind lead the blind, he said, they're both going to fall into the ditch. And he said, let them alone. There's some things we ought to just leave alone. There's some people we ought to just leave alone. You know, there's some situations that we should not be. You hear me now? You should not be fellowshipping. You should not be rubbing shoulders with. You should not be Instagramming with. You should not be in contact with. There's some, what are you trying to do to you? Hit get an ear to hear what God's saying. You can, you can block God out. You can, you can shred. You can shred in your mind the things that God is trying to communicate to you through the Word to help you to get up and to go forward. Jesus said, you just let them alone. No, don't waste your time. Don't get involved with that. Let's move on. Let's get that harvest going. Let's reap those souls because angels are coming. Angels are coming. I told you about the preacher. And uh, he, he was in the bed. He yelled out to his wife, hurry, 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 mama. The angels are here. Angels are here. And he saw them all lined around that bedroom. You ever read about the, the one where Lazarus and said that the angels came and carried him away? The rich man, he just died. No, he didn't just die. He died and he lifted up his eyes in hell, being in torment, begging for Lazarus, whom he ignored and made fun of and put down, begging for him to just dip his finger in a little thing of water and come touch the end of his tongue with it because I'm, my tongue is parched here in this place of torment. Oh, brother. Friend, come on now. Don't let, this, don't let this go by stopped up ears. Don't let this go by a, a shut down mind or somebody that thinks they're so smart they know more than the pastor. They know more than the word of God. They know more than everybody and everything. But they get wise in their own conceits and they get self-opinionated. You know, you know, let's not do that. Who have ears to hear? Let him hear. Let him hear. Are you listening? Are you listening? Is the word of God profitable unto you?
It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. And remember, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Shall we take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands? God, I'm praying tonight that you'll give every one of us ears to hear what you're saying, not to fight what you're saying, not to resist what you're saying, Lord God. Not to be stubborn, oh God. Please, Lord, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. There's nothing worth missing this over. Nothing. Not a thing. Let's come and gather around, shall we? I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Oh, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when you're